When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Coming to you on a Tuesday, first day of August. I'm Vince, and I'm with my boy Q, the dynamic duo covering the future of Chicago Bears Super Bowl champions. This is our 18th episode, and we are 40 days away from when the Chicago Bears start the season. One and up. 40 is a great number in Bears history. I'm sure you know who wore that number, who's a Hall of Famer, who wore that number for the Navy and Orange team on the lake. Kansas Comet. The Kansas Comet himself, Gail Sears, Brian Piccolo's buddy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay, man. Yeah, you, 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 you sharp, man. You sharp. You got your bears. You got your bears hat on, man. I like it. I like it. Of course, because you know this is the first week of camp. You got to be sharp right now. You got you got no excuses, no injuries to blame this on. But with that being said, it's the first week of camp. We're gonna hit all the news and notes surrounding the team coming out of Bourbon A. Let's jump right in. Q. A couple episodes ago, we may mention that Ryan Poles doesn't have a history of re-signing guys that predated him on this team, right? Uh, and after that, after we wrapped up last weekend's show, I believe, we had a news break about them re-signing somebody that he didn't bring into the table. Let's, uh, let's circle back on that. So Cole Komet got re-signed. Um, what was his contract uh, numbers, if you recall? Um, I'm going to look that up because I want to say he got 22 in guarantees. I just know that it was a lot more than I would say. It was was a lot of money for yeah, four years, 50 million with 32 million in guarantees. 32 million. Definitely blew me away as running backs across the league punching the air. When you can be a a, a Hall of Fame trajectory and you got to fight for ten million, like a guy like Saquon Barkley, and you see Komet get fifty million. That's how all running backs feel in some type of way. Has to. David Montgomery got about sixteen million, and and, and couldn't get an offer from the Bears. And is probably a much better running back right now than Komet is a tight end. So that lets you know the state of the league. This is. Dark days for, uh, for running backs, man. But again, like yeah, like you said, a guy like Cole Komet, who I wouldn't even say he's a top half, you know, offensive toolkit for a tight end in this league. And he got four years, fifty million. Um, that's that's about that's like you said, that's dang near top level running back. I think the top level. I think uh, CMC Christian McCaffrey. I think he's making sixteen million. A year. He got Cole Komet got thirty-two million in guarantees. I believe 
He, in 17 games, 544 yards, seven touchdowns. Listen, go go Bears, but uh, yeah. that one yeah. doesn't make a ton of sense to me. I didn't think Cole Komet was an urgent sign, especially when you got Jalen Johnson, uh, Darnell Mooney, and a fan favorite and one of your favorites, Chase Claypool, heading in the free agency. Mm. I just uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to sound like a Debbie Downer, but uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't think that was that wasn't the first extension I was looking forward to out of pose. Yeah, it's definitely um, shocking. Was the word that I would use when I saw that come across my phone notifications. Um, yeah, man. Okay, okay. But you know, look, it, it's probably one of those things where they had to meet salary floors. Um, somebody, you got to give them money to somebody. Uh, well, they're, they're absorbing a lot of the. When I look at with the numbers, they're absorbing a lot of the money into this year. Mm-hmm. Remember, the Bears had the most cap space in the league this season. They still got a tremendous amount of cap space, and they're not using it for the edge rush that people keep clamoring for. So he might as well front load that money in Komet's contract. Now, Komet's contract is very reasonable after year one. Very reasonable. So I, I guess it's it's not as I think the fifty million and thirty-two guaranteed really jump out at you, but you look at the contract breakdown, is it's it's not too bad going forward. Pretty lavish after year one. All right. I mean you know it's not that not money coming out of my pocket. So I'm not pressed about it. It, it is definitely not the first time I was diametrically opposed to something like the Chicago Bears general manager. But moving on, let's move on to training camp. Are there any Bears who we thought were seemingly locked for the 2023 team that are maybe finding themselves in a battle for their start position and maybe even to not make the team. Oh, um, I think last year's midseason darling Jack Sanborn. Mm. I, I do think he's he's locked in the battle. Uh, first of all, it's twenty twenty three, so base package is only played maybe depending on what the offensive goes with. Uh, uh, the Bears are probably only being at four three base. Maybe 15% of the time, maybe 30 tops. They're going to be a nickel about 70, 80% of the time. So, Sanborn being that third linebacker already is not going to be playing a lot. But they seem to be high on the kid, Noah Sewell, uh, out of Oregon. Uh, he's, he's had a, a good mini camp, good training camp. And Sanborn is still wrapping up after the injury. So, teams, teams don't need a bunch of linebackers now. They need guys playing special teams. So, I think Sanborn, uh, a guy that, you know, rode a high wave last year, but with the signing of Edmonds and Edwards, he's clearly not going to be uh, heavy on the, uh, on the rotation defensive end. Uh, now, I think he could be a guy battling for not only that starting spot, but uh, maybe for a roster spot. And the Bears made a couple other linebacker signings as well. I can't. I think a guy's name, but a guy from Pittsburgh, uh, really good athlete. So 
some other guy that brought in the camps to compete. So I think Sam Borum could be he could be an uphill battle. Yeah, I had Sam Borum, Sam Bourne, sorry. I had his name circled on my list is very, very surprising. You asked who's on who's on that who's on that list. I'm like, man, maybe you cannot make the uh, maybe cannot make it. He was a he was definitely a, a, a surprise star for the three wins 2022 Chicago Bears. Um, we all pretty much had him penciled in as you know the Sam should be the Sam backer coming into coming into this season, even with the uh, overhaul of the linebacker. So that is very good. You know what they say. I think the uh, the old saying goes when you get in the offseason, you can't make the club if you're in the tub, right? And Sam that's Bourne, availability. That's ability. It's your availability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been rehabbing a hurt ankle majority of the offseason. And you know, they got the that new guy, Sewell, uh Noah Sewell. He's coming in, he's he's turning some heads, so he might he might be uh watch out, Jack. <laughs> watch, watch your back. <laughs> Other than that, uh, you know, this is hard knocks. This is the hard knocks uh, time of the year. Camp battles are in vogue for the football star population. Another one that I've noticed that might be going under the radar, that might be a good sneaky running back position we have going on right here in Birkenau. Mostly because I think uh, the rookie RJ is more adept in those, in those two most important areas, pass protection and pass catching. I don't think uh, I don't I don't think uh, Herbert and I definitely don't think Dante Foreman better than him in those two areas. What do you think? I think Roshan is is the most well rounded back of the three. So uh, it would not be a surprise to me if he like leapfrogs over both of them. I think Dante Foreman either he hasn't been used or has receiving as a weakness because at his previous stops. He was not used. Uh, he was replaced in passing situations, both Carolina and um, uh, uh, Tennessee. And we've seen Herbert. He's talked about it this offseason about improving his pass blocking, but until we see it in game, all we're left with is what he did last year. He was a very poor pass blocker. He was a much better runner than David Montgomery, and he still had to come off the field uh, and get away to David Montgomery. Was, his pass protection was poor. Not only would he engage with, with uh, pass rushers, but also his recognition. So uh, I could definitely see Rashad uh, coming out the victor in that battle. We'll see. It seems like Herbert has a leg up right now. I think he's going to get every opportunity to succeed and the first crack at it. But I think it's a very, very tedious position at the top of the Bears uh, running back uh, depth chart. Joey's not here this week. Uh, he's got um, another meeting he had to take care of today. So in spirit, I'm going to shout out that there's a kicker battle that might be happening as well. Going on. <laughs> Joey is clearly trying to try some 2018 because I think he left the kicker as one of the most important things on the table. That's something I've never thought I would hear as a Bears fan. Right. I mean, hey, I'm not going to sit here and cape up uh, Carlos Santos. I think Bro needs to get a lot better, um, but he's definitely going to get pushed by by the uh, undrafted rookie Andre. I'm not going to try to pronounce his last name, but 
if I have I have no I have no horse in that fight. Um, may the best leg win, please step up. We can you as this team who struck who is what I think bottom five in red zone scoring last season. This team meets all the points it can get, and we cannot afford to be giving away points off the no, not extra points. points. No, no, no. We we go to we go to we actually do score a touchdown in the red zone. We can't walk away with just six. It, it's got to be a full set. If if we do get stopped at thirty one, let me say, all right, we're gonna go for three here. We can't end up not getting anything. We 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 do not. Uh, our our margins are, are so narrow. We cannot, you know, mess around. Um, so whoever wins that kicker battle, you got my full support. If the Santos, you know, so it. But if, they, but if the rookie who pushes them to the pushes them to the limit and ultimately takes his gig, I'm not gonna you're not gonna hear me cry. You're not gonna see me cry. Uh, I also like to point out that the ghost of Robbie Gold continues to float around Hollis Hall. <laughs> So he, he's put it out there that, that he would still love to come back. It seems like this is every year. This is nothing new. But he's put it out there that he would like to come back to Chicago, too. So both guys sponsor. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing a third leg uh, added to this competition. Are the Bears uh, – do the Bears have a Robbie Gold curse right now? Because you brought up a good point. You brought up a good point. Ever since we, you know, let him walk, we, we, you know, for lack of a better, lack of a better term, kicked ourselves in our own butt at the kicker position. It's definitely been dark years uh, at the kicker position since since Robbie left. Mm-hmm. I feel like uh, we got Robbie hunting Hollisaw. Uh, we got uh, Sid Luckman hunting the quarterback position at Hollisaw. So. Bears don't need no more curses. <laughs> don't need don't need nothing else holding them back. Um, other than those uh running back, uh Sam Backer, kicker, I think I think we already understood that wide receiver and um, uh cornerback is gonna be the two, you know, high level camp battles that we had going on. Um and what do you think so far out of the wide receiver? Wide receiver, I'm hearing good things coming from uh, Chase Claypool's play. Um, I'm hearing good. I'm hearing Mooney is is looking very fast. Uh, who do you think wins that? Wins out this? One? Um, you know, DJ Moore is at the top of that. Um, at the top of that uh, receiver hierarchy. As far as Mooney and Claypool, um. That is that is a good one. I think they'll both be used about evenly because they're, they're, they're such different receivers. Mm-hmm. So um, the name to watch to me is Tyler Scott. Mm-hmm. He's um he's moving up that depth chart fast. He's doing a lot of good things in camp. And the guy in the hot seat in that receiver room has got to be Venus Jones. It's got to be Venus. But the other Tyler Scott has moved ahead of him. He's still on the team. Yeah, they let him come to Birmingham. He's 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 a third round pick from last year uh, that Justin Fields requested. So I think he's going to be given every opportunity. That is, it doesn't seem like he's he, he's factoring into playing in the offense so far. I've heard I've seen Chase Claypool win some 
individual battles, high point couple balls, uh, win contested uh, catches. I've heard Tyler Scott. I haven't heard much out of Venus Jones. So it's early in camp, but we'll see. Yeah. Okay. I haven't heard anything. That's why I asked. I, mean, I didn't even know he was there. I haven't heard his name once. Uh, I, I think I heard his name on the tipped pass or pass breakup. So that, that's that's all I've got for you. Okay. Um, all right, cool. As long as he's not effing up, I'm grateful. You know, let's keep let's keep the good vibes rolling. Uh first cornerback. We had um Tyler Gordon and Jalen Johnson uh, fighting for their fighting for their spot, and then I've been hearing a lot of good things from the rookie Tyreek Stevenson. Um, have you heard hearing the same stuff? I'm, I'm hearing same that thing. I've actually heard Terrell Smith is uh, splitting the first team reps with Tyreek Stevenson. Uh, that's a that's a uh, long, athletic, fast kid coming out of the University of Minnesota. So we've seen him get the first team reps. So I wouldn't think it's a foregone conclusion. That Tyreek uh, wins that job, who I think is in strong in that cornerback room was Kendall Vildor, the uh, guy that started a lot of games opposite Jalen Johnson last year. They gave him opportunities. He's a third-year player. Uh, he's the one that's probably in trouble. I think Kyler Gordon is locked into that nickel spot. Jalen obviously is a number one corner, and it sounds like Tyreek and Terrell are battling. I think they brought in Strowman as well. So I think Bill is in a little bit of trouble. I think Strong is going to be a guy that's locked in a special team. So Bill could be a guy, a somewhat big man you see, you know, fighting for a roster spot this year. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. We go. The rookie, you know, it's first week. I, I'll, I'll let it, you know, I'll stall it out a little bit. But if he keeps going this way, hey, we might have found, we might have found us a little diamond in the rough, you know? Because everything I'm hearing about him is is super impressive. But uh, all right, let's let's extrapolate a little further outside of camp. Let's go 11 days in the future. Um, our first preseason game, we're playing Tennessee Titans. And you recall they changed the preseason schedule to through is it three weeks now? Yep. Um, so nobody we plays five or four games anymore, I believe. Yeah. All right. So we're gonna see Tennessee. We're gonna see Tennessee in eleven days. Uh, I expect I expect that our whole first team plays what two series maybe. Um, uh, I I hope to see. There's no telling the preseason these days. Yeah, Eberflus doesn't strike me as the same as the same as uh, our previous coach who wanted to give everybody, you know, days off during the preseason. I think Eberflus is going to roll out there at least two, you know, at least two series. Just, just my, my feel on the matter. Two series for the first team, for the first team in the first game. Maybe another two, maybe even a quarter, second week, and then the third game having them. That would be perfect in my opinion, especially if, especially if the first team guys that you were pretty solid about. They're pretty, they, they solidified their roles. They're good. You don't need to keep. Uh, you know, uh, they don't need any more like reps, stuff like that. Uh, so I'm guessing in that in that first in that first game, do we have anything that we need to see 
from this team? Not not just not so much from the first screen, but like overall, any things that we have to see from this team that would be um, a step in the right direction for this squad moving towards the 2023 season. Yeah, Vince, I think we need to see some crisp offensive passing. Not only just from Fields, but from P.J. Walker, because uh, we we seen Fields miss a couple games. So I want to see I want to see Chris um, passing passing from both quarterbacks uh, that were or all three quarterbacks that played. So I, I I don't need to see. I'm not saying we gotta have uh, big boom plays and put up 40 points on the scoreboard, but I, I like to see the ball move. Chris offensively. I like to see passing down the field, you know, get a couple 10, 15 yard uh, games. And it just look like we, we're actually moving into the modern era for once. You know, actually threatening teams through the air. On the defensive side of the ball, I, I want to see quarterbacks not sit there and uh, have time to go through their first and fourth option and send text messages and, and just be unbothered. I want to see guys on their backs, or at least having to be flushed out the pocket. You know, we got to see a pass for his first and second team. Uh, I've heard lots of things about Demarcus Walker, and he looks like he'll be the only investment edge rusher or top edge rusher for your Chicago Bears this year. So I want, I want, I want to see those guys get a little pressure on the quarterback. I want to see Dexter. I want to see it manifest on the field. We we all seen the the pre-draft workouts. We know he's a big, strong, athletic kid. We've heard him doing good things in camp. I want to see it in the pads against another team. Yeah. You know, the first thing you said, you know, I've been ever since you said it. I want to see Justin Fields light somebody up in the fire. I want to see darts. I want to see, I want to see him put something on a rope 20 yards on the field down the sink. I want to see him, you know, drop a dime. 45 yards down the line, down the sideline to to DJ, right over somebody's head. That's all I ask. You know, we do that. Right there. I'll settle for the same drives with eight, nine yard crisp passes. I want to see the ball, most importantly, I want to see the ball get out of his hands quickly. Yes. You know, we all love the extended plays and the running out the pocket. We love that. But for a true long-term success in the NFL, the ball got to get out your hand quick. I want to see when he gets to the top of his three or five-step drop, I want to see the ball out like that. Yeah, his processing speed needs to be needs to be a lot quicker than what we saw last season. Um, and, and, we, and we, you know, I'm going to speak for you. Just because we understand the maturation of a quarterback, we expect to see it. And I just, you know, 11 days can't get here fast enough because I just want everybody else to see it. I know it's going to um, The last, well, one of the things that he struggled with last year, to which why he, he you know, started to lean on his athletic ability but in his legs, is just because he just wasn't, you know, recognizing uh, what's open for an NFL receiver. Uh, this, ain't, this ain't the Big Ten no more. You ain't going to have 10 yards worth of cushion. You know, you have to take, you know, you have to thread the needle sometimes. In fact, you have to thread the needle, needle a lot. You know, you ain't going to have those cushions. You, you may get three yards of separation. Be lucky. 
Just get lucky. Take advantage of it a lot more. And sometimes you're not going to see much separation. You got to put the ball in the spot. You got to yeah. trust that the receivers will be at the spot where they're supposed to be. So I want to yeah. see that chemistry between him and Claypool, him and Moore, him and Moni. I want to see him. I know Claypool has been often maligned and criticized, but I want to see him trust him to win those 50 50 balls. I want to see him give him a chance to win those contested balls. Claypool is a man that's six foot five. Um, he's got good speed. I wouldn't say he's. Uh, exceptional speed or exceptionally shifty. So you have to trust him to win those matchups. You have to trust him to seal off the corner and make the catch uh, through contact. I like to feel trust his guys and, and understand how they're best used. Exactly. Exactly. I'd also like to see that $50 million man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You know, I heard a lot about Komet being used as the inline blocker this year. I don't know. Now, we all ask for offensive line help. I don't think we asked for a sixth offensive lineman. <laughs> we were going to spend $50 million on a pass blocker with $32 million guaranteed. I think a lot of guys, a lot of fans out there would just rather us get the, the best offensive lineman that was in the market. If they gave him that much money so we can go pro protect a lot, hey. <laughs> The Komet family is very pleased if, if that's what he got. I, I, I've seen Tanya split out wide. I've seen a lot of um, – we've seen a lot of 12 personnel in camp with Tanya, you know, split out wide or off the line of scrimmage. But we've seen Komet a lot as an inline blocker. He talked about in the offseason about, you know, being very uh, proud of his progress as a blocker. And that's just not what I wanted to hear after, after getting $50 million. <laughs> You know, I, I, I want to see some Gronk type plays. I want to see you catching slants and, and seams and running people over and being hard to take down. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. Um, I mean, for me, he gave that much money. I'm going to you know, dunk on a couple of people. Man. Oh, man. I need at least seven. seven yeah. I, mean, you know, I, I need you to be a, I need you to be a seam monster. I need you to be a runaway train at the middle of that season. Exactly. And you, and you know what? You spoke to something earlier. Um, you get, you're not going to have, you're not going to, players aren't going to be open a lot. You got to have trust. The wide receiver got to know that, uh, to know to look for the ball at certain times because they know when you're getting rid of it. And you got to know where to put the ball, no matter, no matter if they're wide open or if they got somebody in their chest. If I know if I put the ball, Outside on your right shoulder, that's a big catch. And that comes from familiarity or off-season summer workouts. We know he's been doing work with DJ Moore. We know that you know Darnell Bowie's been playing catch. You know, maybe not so much, you know, uh heavy duty stuff like in, in routes as he's been rehabbing his uh, his way back. We don't know that about Chicks yet. We're gonna have we gonna just have to hopefully get it figured out in camp. Fingers crossed. Um, so I think we're at 90. We're at 90 guys. I mean, obviously, it's only been not even been a full week yet. Um, let's see. What are the I'm, I'm blanking on the day. When's the first cut? When is the first cut? Yeah. I believe last year the NFL 
rearranged or modified the uh, the training camp because I don't believe you have the I, I, I think you just you can hold all 90 guys up to the last day and then you can get down to the 53 in the practice squad. I believe they modified it. Yeah, they I remember it used to be you had to go down from 90 to 75 to 60 and 53. But I believe now uh, there is no first they, they there is no first cut. There's just final cuts. So the roster is goes No, no, I, I'm looking at it now. You got two weeks in camp. The first two weeks in camp, you can stay with the 90. After that, you got to have it down to 85, and then from 85 okay. to 88, uh, and then from 80 to 53. By the end of okay, I knew they modified it somehow. I couldn't remember how. Yeah, so they got two weeks. They got two weeks at, with the with the large group right right now. So mm, next week we talk about who's on that who's on that cut. Um, as of now, last thing I think before we can get out of here. Uh, we talked about Claypool, and you know he's been looking pretty well in camp so far. Uh, I believe he had something to say to all his, you know, all his detractors um, after after he did. Show he up. gave that at the Bear Claw podcast. He definitely heard the podcast, and and he responded. Uh, I don't. I, if he did, thanks for the download. Please continue to download, subscribe, <laughs> rate, and respond with touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. Please, please respond. You, if you want to respond with Twitter fingers, that's fine too. But I prefer if you respond with plenty of touchdowns and maybe a one or two mosses throughout the season. That would be that would be a great way to get some of our some of the guys on the bear punch with their mouths. I don't know who they are, but uh, <laughs> whoever they are, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that they would greatly appreciate it and will gladly button up if uh chase go out there and ball out um all right man um anything anything left for today going for going into the end of the first week of training camp um i don't have much to add other than it's good to get mooney and claypool back up because looking forward to week one, uh, I don't like to give much credit to uh, our number one rivals, but Jerry Alexander could definitely be shadowing DJ Moore and all by the side. He is a very good corner. So um, if you're expecting the debut of DJ Moore to be uh, fireworks, you might want to scale back a little bit. He could be in a fight that day. So uh, Mooney and Claypool could be very, very important to that week one battle. So I'm glad to see them both wrapped up and on the field and, and going full speed. So we can we we can lead them in that passing game week one. Yeah, DJ Moore is definitely gonna need some help come week one. And he's gonna get the help coming from Kokomet, Darnold Mooney, Arch, 50 million. <laughs> and Chase. And Chase. I, I've got faith. I've got faith that everything's gonna work itself out. And all right, I don't know. We're winning. About at least 10. You already have. I've got the Bears 2017. Jordan Love with a touchdown to Connor Gordon. Put on the books. All right, man. Episode 18 for the Bear Claw Podcast. I'm Vince. That's my man Q. We'll be back next week wrapping up 
week two of training camp with even more news and notes and who's possibly on that cut line from me to you. Please remember to continue to subscribe, rate, review, download, and share with friends. See you next week.